Matthew chapter number 14 in the Word of God today. Thank God I'm alive. Thank God I'm saved. Washed in His precious blood today. It's an honor and a privilege to be standing behind His desk this morning. Have the strength, fortitude to do so. Going to preach from a very familiar verse of Scripture. I've preached many and many messages uh, from this particular Scripture. It would probably blow our minds to see uh, how many times throughout history that uh, this particular Scripture has been preached on. But it would probably amaze us even more how many different angles it's took. Uh, as it's been preached upon down throughout the years. I've preached many a sermons from this piece of Scripture, uh, but not quite like it is today. So uh, it's something new to me, and I hope it's new to you. And uh, I hope it helps you in some way this morning. Matthew chapter 14 and verse number 22. Let's stand together for the reading of God's Word, prayer for the message, and reverence to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He's the reason we got up this morning. Amen. Amen. He's the reason why we're here to worship Him in truth and in spirit. He is the reason we're here to learn more about Him. To draw us closer than we've ever been before. Matthew chapter 14 and verse 22. The Bible says, And straightway Jesus constrained His disciples to get into a ship and go before Him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the winds was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night... Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw Him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered Him and said, Lord, if if it be Thou, bid me come unto the Come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began beginning to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying of a truth, Thou art the Son of God. And when they were gone over, they came into the land of Jisunarat, And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out unto all that country around about and brought unto him all that were diseased and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. 
And as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Boy, I wish I could just grab a hold of the hem of his garment this morning. He said, as many as was touched were also healed. Not going to preach on that today, but it sure would be good too, wouldn't it? (laughs) Making the ride to the other side. Let's pray. Father in heaven, God, we do love you. Thank you, dear God, for your many blessings and Lord, your awesome power. Lord, that you bestow upon us to give us strength to be in your house here this morning. Lord, I pray that you will loose this tongue, let it go, undergird us with your spirit and your power. Lord, I pray that you would help us to preach not in the fear of any man present, but in the fear of an awesome God that will stand before one of these days. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you'd all draw us closer in the midst of our own storm. But Lord, if they be one here lost and undone, doesn't know you from the free pardon of sin, God, I pray that the Holy Ghost would be real to them and blow through their hearts and souls today. Convict them a sinner and today would be the day and time to where they come and accept you as Lord and Savior of their life. Lord, I pray that you would bind all opposing forces of the devil this morning. Help us, give us liberty to preach your word and to worship you in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name we do humbly pray. Amen and amen. Thank you. You may be seated this morning. Making the ride to the other side. First of all, I want you to look at that storm there in verse number 24. The Bible says that the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed about with waves, for the wind was contrary. Let me say that this was a directed storm. In Matthew chapter 14, verse number 22, the Bible again says, And straightway Jesus constrained His disciples to get into a ship and go before Him unto the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. That word constrained means he forced them or compelled them in a moral sense uh, as an authoritative command. He pretty much compelled them, constrained them, and encouraged them uh, uh, to get onto the boat uh, and sail over to the other side. This was a directed storm. First of all, let me say that there may be storms in your life uh, that will be directed your way by the Lord of heaven. You mean, preacher, that the Lord will allow me to go through storms? Uh, I'm here to tell you, I know by thus saith the Word of God uh, that the Lord will allow you to go through storms uh, uh, from time to time in this life. Uh, Why does He drop the hedge? Uh, Why does He allow us to go through those storms? Uh, Folks, sometimes those storms are directed to us uh, to bring about humbleness. Uh, Sometimes those storms are directed to us uh, uh, to bring about forgiveness. uh, uh, To bring us back to our knees in prayer. uh, To bring us closer to God. Uh, A lot of times uh, those storms are of our own making. uh, uh, When we get cold on God or when we backslide on the Lord and folks that's the way that he uses to bring us back to a point in life it could be a financial storm it could be a physical storm it could be a mental storm it could be a family storm whatever the storm may be it might be the Lord trying to tug upon the heartstrings of your heart and tell you you need to get on your knees and talk to me for a while I hadn't heard from you for a long time folks we ought to be in constant 
constant communication with our Lord today. It was a directed storm. Not only was it a directed storm, but this was a dark storm. Uh, The same uh, story in John chapter 6 says this, And when even was now come, His disciples went down unto the sea and entered into a ship and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was now dark, and Jesus was not come to them. And the sea arose by reason of a great wind that blew. Let me tell you something right here in 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 12. You don't have to turn there. You can write it down, look at it later if you'd like. The Bible says, Then spake Solomon, the Lord said that he would dwell in the thick of darkness. What does that mean to me today? What should it mean to you? It means this to me. In my darkest times of my life, I know that I'm saved. I know that I'm blood-bought. I know that I'm on my way to heaven. But yet, there'll come dark times in your life when a storm may brew. But thanks be unto God, He'll said, I'll be in the midst of your storm. I'll be in the midst of your darkness. And thank God, would you put Jesus in the darkness all of a sudden, the darkness turns to light and it begins to illuminate more than he's ever been before. And God looks greater than he's ever been before. Why? Because he's illuminating the darkness in which you're in. Folks, if you're stuck in the darkness this morning, in the valley of darkness, trying your best to survive spiritually, let me encourage you, run to the light. Run to Jesus. For he is the light of the world. And thank God he's going to be the only light in heaven that will ever need. And if you'll just hold on to that light, my friend, He'll bring you out of the darkness and put you where you need to be, thank God. I don't want to dwell in the dark places of this world alone. I want Jesus to be with me each and every step of the way. Amen. It was a dark storm. It was a directed storm. It was a destructive storm. Matthew 14 and 24 says, But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, Tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. That word tossed means to torture, to afflict with pain, to vex, or to harass. That word contrary means adverse, hostile, set against. Folks, it was a destructive storm. But I'm reminded... In John 16, verse 12, these words, I was at ease, but He hath broken me asunder. He hath also taken me by my neck and shaken me to pieces and set me up for His mark. Folks, listen. Even though we may go through some destructive storms, our Lord is going to make sure that we come through that storm. My friend, He'll lead you through the battle. You'll think you're going to lose the battle and you may lose a battle here. You may lose a battle there. But thanks be unto God, I've read the end of the book and I I know we're going to win the war. We may be a little bit battle-trodden. We may be a little bit bruised and battered from the journey. But thanks be unto God, I serve a Lord in heaven that can take me all the way to glory. And my friend, I think I'll just go with Jesus and let Him go with me. And my friend, I'll make it through to the other side of the storm. The storms get tough. The storm gets dark. 
The storms get destructive. We see the storm, but I want you to make note of number two, the Savior this morning. There in Matthew chapter 14, verse 25 through 27, let's look at it once again. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. Now, if my study is correct this morning, the fourth watch of the night would be somewhere between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. in the morning. One of the darkest points of the night. Heading up toward dawn. And verse 26 says, And when the disciples saw Him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a spirit. And they cried out for fear. It was a spirit, all right. (laughs) Yeah, it was Jesus Christ Himself. Amen. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. In the Savior and in this Scripture I see His presence. For there in the fourth watch of the night Jesus went unto them. I can remind you of Exodus chapter 33 and verse 14. The Bible said, And He said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. Thank God I'm glad to know in my heart that my Lord and Savior's not going to leave me. He's not going to forsake me, but He's going to walk with me the entire way through the journey, over down through the valleys, up up the other hillside, even on top of the mountaintop. Jesus is going to be there to help me in the midst of my storm. You see the Savior. I see His presence. But I see His power. On that fourth watch of the night. Jesus went unto them. Walking on the sea. What would y'all think if y'all were out on a boat. And the storm came. And you saw a man. In the image of Christ. Come walking out onto the sea. And you don't know how deep that water is. You just know that He's walking on top of it. Amen. That is the power of God. Our God has the power to do just that. You ain't going to find Buddha that can walk on the water. You ain't going to find Muhammad that can walk on the water. Even Joseph Smith himself cannot walk on the water. But Jesus Christ, my friend, even this day, I believe if he wanted to, could walk out on the sea and walk across the water. Amen. I'm a believer. I believe that he can. I see his power. I see his presence in his power. And them. Chapter 1 and verse 3, the Bible says, The Lord is slow to anger and great in power and will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord hath His way in the whirlwind and in the storm and in the clouds are the dust of His feet. Listen, the wicked has their day of coming. His power allows and is able by His power to be in the midst of Of your storm. Our problem is. Today is this church. We try to get out of the storm. On our own. 
and we see Christ and we know He's walking in the midst of our storm with us, but we kind of just turn our heads away from Him and we walk away and we say, no, I've got a little bit too much pride today. I believe I'll be able to take care of this storm myself. Everything that I'm going through, I'm superhuman. I'm super spiritual. I think I can handle it all by myself. That's when you begin to sink in the storm when you take your eyes off Christ. And we come to a point in our life uh, to where we need help uh, and we're almost under. We're gurgling for air. uh, We're trying to keep our head above water. And that's when we look up and say, Jesus, help me. Wouldn't it do us good just to walk out onto the sea with Christ? And trust in Him and not go to sinking already? Wouldn't it be best to do that? Hey, listen, we serve a powerful God. I see His presence. I see His power. But I see His peace there in verse 27. It said, But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, uh, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Psalm 29 and 11. The Lord will give strength unto His people. The Lord will bless His people with peace. Folks, outside of Jesus Christ today, there is no peace. They try to find peace in everything. They'll try to find peace even from the slop offers on television to the alcoholic beverage in the bottle to the pill that's in the pill bottle. They're trying to find peace. But I'm telling you now, the only pill we need is the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ. He'll help you through your journey. He'll help you through the storm. He can give you real peace. Amen. This world's in a mess, if you haven't noticed. It's an absolute mess. Everybody's looking for peace somewhere. You heard the old song. I heard it when in my lost years. I don't listen to that stuff no more. God delivered me from it. Looking for love in all the wrong places. These people looking for peace in all the wrong places. They need to find their peace in Jesus Christ today. He's the only one that can give us peace. The only one that can deliver that peace to us in a way that you'll be able to know that you've got real peace. Folks, I'm here to tell you, I don't know what's going on around here, but I told my wife just yesterday, I've been able, I've been able, thanks be unto God, to lay down my head at night and sleep like a baby, never do wake up. Listen, somebody sent me a text message the other day. They said, well, did you make it through the storm? They had them tornado watches out until 5 a.m. I replied back, I slept like a baby, thank God. Oh, why? Because I got peace in my heart, knowing God will protect me in the midst of the storm. No matter what comes our way, I've got peace. Amen. Peace that can help us. Peace that can make us make it through. It's the peace of God. That's what I see in the Savior. I see His presence. I see His power. I see His peace. But number three, I see the sinking. 
Look at verse 28 and 30. 28 through 30, rather. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Now, if you'll notice right here is a transition in the Scripture. All of a sudden, Peter is walking out on the water when he saw Jesus. But all of a sudden, the scene changes a little bit with that little conjunction word B-U-T. But there in verse number 30. But when he saw the wind boisterous. In other words, when he saw the storm, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried saying, Lord, save me. You know why we have trouble in the midst of our storms? We begin to focus on the storm that we're in instead of the one that can calm the storm. Just as Peter noticed that the storm was raging around his feet, he began to understand and he began to know that something's wrong. He began to sink. He got his senses back about him. He looked up, put his eyes back on God. God reached down. The Lord Jesus Christ, God incarnate, reached down, picked him back up and carried him into the ship. My friend, listen, keep your eyes on Christ and off your storm. I like to say this. Get out from under the circumstances and get under God's grace. Amen. I see Peter's doubt. Peter doubted. He said, Lord, if it be thou, who else could it be walking on the water at 3 o'clock in the morning? Nobody but Jesus. For without faith it's impossible to please Him, for that He cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. I see Peter's doubt. I see Peter's daring in verse 29. He said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Proverbs 28 and 1 says, The wicked flee when no man pursueth. But the righteous are as bold as a lion. Peter's daring. But look at Peter's distraction. When the winds were boisterous, he was afraid. Began to sink and cried, Lord, save me. It would do a lot of people good tonight, today that are lost and undone in this world uh, when they see that they're sinking in the life of sin that they're in uh, if they'll just look toward a holy God of heaven and say, Lord, save me. Listen, this world, uh, there's so many lost people died and going to hell. You Listen, they need to be saved. Amen. 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 I watched one of those uh, online of the way of the master videos. And uh, uh, Kurt Cameron went up to this guy and he told him and he says, uh, or he asked him a question rather. These guys were gangsters. I mean, real gangsters. I thought the little boy was going to get run over out there by them boys because they kept moving in on him. 
They're out in California somewhere, and these boys, they, I mean, they, you could just tell they were thugs. They were gangsters. They were out there. They had no shirts on. They had their shorts on, and, and they started to gather around. He's like, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. And he had to pretty much pay his way. He said, look, I just want you to answer a few questions for me. I'll give you 20 bucks. Yeah. You'll give me 20 bucks just to ask me some questions? Yeah, I'm going to give you 20 bucks if you'll ask me questions. But I've, you just got to ask my questions first, and I'll give you your money. He said, okay. He said, do you think you're good person he said yeah sometimes i'm a good person but sometimes i'm not so good he said but you 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 can say that you're a good person he said yeah i'm a good person he says do you know any of the commandments the ten commandments in the bible and he he named off about two or three of them and he said that's all i i got he said okay that's that's fine he said but you say you're a good person he said yeah he says well let me ask you something have you ever told a lie he said, yeah, I've, I've told a lie. He said, what does that make you? He said, uh, it makes me a human being. He said, no, if you tell a lie, what does that make you? Boy, them boys started getting close around Kirk Cameron then. He said, well, that means I'm a liar. He said, you're exactly right, you're a liar. He said, have you ever stolen anything? He said, yeah, I, 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 I've stolen something. He said, what does that make you? He said, it makes me a thief. Some of them try to get out of it saying, I've never stolen anything. But what Kurt will say was, I'm talking about even as a child with a piece of bubble gum, it could have been a pen that you picked up. How many of you ever picked up a pen not meaning to and put it in your pocket and walked off with it? Yeah. Guess what? That's stealing. <laughs> he said, what does that mean you are? He said, that means I'm a thief. He said, uh, have you ever committed adultery? He said, no, no, I'm, I'm faithful. I, I, I wouldn't do that. He said, now, wait a minute. The Lord Jesus Christ Himself said, if you look upon a woman and lust after her, you've committed adultery already in your heart. He said, you ever looked upon a woman and lusted after her? He said, well, well, yeah. He said, well, what does that make you? He said, I guess that makes me an adulterer. He said, if you ever use the name of our God in vain, even just an oh my G-O-D or anything like that, he said, yeah, I've said worse than that. He said, you've blasphemed God. He said, you still think you're a good person? He said, yeah, I think I'm a pretty good person. He said, well, I don't understand it because you just told me that you was a lying, cheating, thief, adulterated, blasphemer of God. And you're telling me you're a good person? He said, are you going to heaven or hell? He said, I hope that I go to heaven. He said, when you stand before the great God of heaven, and if he was to judge you by the Ten Commandments, where do you think you'd go? He said, I guess I'd go to hell, wouldn't I? Yeah. He said, you know what Jesus Christ done for you 2,000 years ago? He died on a cross of Calvary just for you and shed His blood for you to where you may be saved. And then all of a sudden, that gangster broke down a little bit and he said, you know what? I've been on the streets for two weeks. Hadn't had nowhere to go. Kurt says, do you think God may have just put me in your path today to help you? He said, yeah. He said he may have. In this part, he, he should have tried to get him to accept the Lord right then. But Kurt said, well, you go home tonight you, before you pillow your head. You ask the Lord to forgive you and save you of your sins. Yeah. You ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you and come into your heart. He had him under conviction right then. That's when he should have had him to pray. Amen. 
But the thing was, uh, uh, he had the boldness uh, uh, to talk to those individuals. And folks, you and I uh, need the boldness as well uh, to talk to these people uh, that are sinking in sin, distracted by the world. But number four, I see the stopping. They were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. That tells me when Jesus is on your ship, your storm will come at bay. The wind ceased. Psalms 107, 23 through 30. Let me read you this scripture. We're coming to close. We'll wind this thing down here in a minute. They that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters. These see the works of the Lord and His wonders in the deep. For He commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heaven. They go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wit's ends. Then... Notice they had to get to their wits' ends. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and He bringeth them out of distresses. He maketh the storm a calm, so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad, because they be quiet. So He bringeth them unto their desired haven. The wind ceased, but then I see they worshipped Christ. Verse 33, they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Boy, I wish somebody would get a hold of that this morning and run with it. I'm telling you what, when I see the miracles of my Savior, where it be getting somebody out of the pit of sin or touching them physically, we ought to give him praise. We ought to worship him for who he is, what he can do, and what he will do. Hey, listen, we're running behind on our worship and praise this morning. Amen. He deserves our praise. He deserves our worship. They worshiped Him. But look at this. When it was all said and done, and we'll say this in close, the work continued. Verse 34 through 36, And when they were gone over, they came into the land of Gesenerad. You know what happens there. When the men of that place had knowledge of Him, they sent out unto all that country around about and brought unto him all that were diseased and besought that he, they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched were made perfectly whole. <coughs> Philippians 1.6 Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the days of Jesus. Amen. Folks, the... The moral or motto of the story is this. If you're in the darkness of a storm today, if you're in the midst of a battle in which you feel like you can't get out of, there's help for you. If you feel like uh, you are in and dredged uh, deep uh, in the deepest battle with the ugliest enemy, the devil himself, uh, my friend, there's help for you. 
There's people in this world lost, dying, on their way to hell without Jesus that are in the muck and the mire and the sin of this world that need help. All they need is just a little bit of light shown toward them and they'll know that there's a better way to go. Thank God I'm headed to a city whose builder and maker is God. And I can't wait for that day until when we'll be delivered completely, made whole completely when we get to that city to where He is. As to many that could get to the hem of his garment, as many that were touched, they received their healing. Times in our life when the storms are raging, your battle scarred, you began to try. To find your way out of the storm. It's dark. It's dreary. But being saved and a Christian today, let me affirm this message to your heart. From thus saith the Word of God. If I can just touch the hem of His garment, I know I'll be made whole. I know that I can find a haven of rest. A haven of rest for the weary. If I could just get to the hem of His garment. How do I get to His hem, preacher, where I can get some help? It starts on an altar of prayer. It starts on an altar of prayer. Making communication with our Savior. Trying to get the help that you desire. Why don't you come to His hymn today? Come to the hymn of His garment and find your haven of rest. If you'll stand, Sister Dot, if you'll come around and play, that'd be a good one to play. I've anchored my soul in the haven of rest. I'll sail the wild seas no more. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Ask Him to help us. Our Father in heaven, Lord, our wonderful Savior, Jesus, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you for your blessings that you bestowed upon us. God, I've preached what I had thought would be what you'd want us to deliver to the people this morning. Lord, I have done all I can do. And Lord, I know that the rest is up to the people that sit in these pews. And Lord, I pray that the unction of the Holy Spirit would gather upon their heart to allow them to move, to Lord, to get help that they desire and the help that they need. Lord, I just praise you, give you glory and honor for what you do for my friends here this morning. We'll love you, praise you, give you glory and honor for all that you do. In Christ's precious holy name we do ask, amen and amen. As they're coming, you come.